Welcome to the Albany Update with Reverend Jason J. McGuire, Executive Director of New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. Now, with this week's Albany Update, here's Jason McGuire. Thank you for joining this week's edition of the Albany Update. It's been a wild week in not just state or national politics, but in the global political scene. I'll tell you more about an extended interview that I had with a missionary to the Ukrainian people. He helps us understand how to pray for the Ukrainians and world leaders right now. Then, turning to national politics, we'll see that Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has scheduled a vote on a very bad abortion-minded bill. But on a more positive front, a few Republican House members have been pulling their names off a piece of legislation that we view as advancing transgender ideology. And speaking of transgender ideology, there's a disturbing and dangerous trend of young people using the crowdfunding platform GoFundMe to raise funds for their hormone treatments and surgical alterations. Finally, there are two upcoming events that I need to tell you more about. And so with a lot to cover in this week's program, let's get started. Now, normally this program focuses on New York politics and maybe some national politics, but it's hard to ignore what's going on on the global scale right now. And so while the eyes of the world are on events occurring in Ukraine, I recently sat down with his foundation's Pat LaBarbera. Pat's a missionary to the Ukrainian people. And in the interview that I had with him, he helps the American church understand how to pray for the Ukrainians and world leaders more effectively as these events unfold. I'm often critical of President Joe Biden's policies, and I am in this situation as well. I believe that the weakness of the present administration has emboldened Russian President Vladimir Putin to invade Ukraine. Still, I urge Christians to join our organization in praying for President Biden and his administration during these days. Our ultimate hope is never in a political situation, though, and so I want to share a message of Scripture with you today. Romans 15.13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Hope is the key word. And hope is the key word that Pat LaBarbera would share with the Ukrainian people today. And if you'd like to see that interview, well, it's a video interview that I had. It's on our website at albanyupdate.com. It's also on our Facebook pages, and you can go ahead and check it out on YouTube as well. Watch that interview and see how you can more effectively pray for what's going on in the Ukraine. And now let's move on to the rest of our news in today's program. On Monday, February 28th, U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, the Democrat from right here in New York, has scheduled a U.S. Senate vote on the so-called Women's Health Protection Act. In an October 2021 commentary, New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms described the Women's Health Protection Act as a radical abortion bill that was passed by the Democrat-led House to express opposition to the Texas heartbeat law and to express support for abortion on demand. The WHPA would expand abortion access across the country by overruling most state laws that limit abortion availability. The bill would also explicitly allow for late-term abortions as long as a physician claims that such an abortion is needed to protect a pregnant mother's physical and mental health. Well, abortion advocates are pushing for the bill because they anticipate that in Dobbs v. Jackson Women's Health Organization, the Supreme Court of the United States may overturn or limit the broad guarantee of abortion access that was recognized by the court in the court's disastrous Roe v. Wade decision of 1973. 
The WHPA narrowly passed the House of Representatives on September 24, 2021, with bipartisan opposition. The bill is supported by President Joe Biden. The good news about the upcoming vote on this horrendous anti-life legislation is that it has almost no chance of passing the Senate. As Forbes has reported, the WHPA would need 60 Senate votes to pass the chamber and become law, which is extremely unlikely given even some Democrats and pro-abortion right Republicans may not be on board with it. Specifically, Forbes noted that Democratic Senators Bob Casey, a Pennsylvania Democrat, and Joe Manchin, the West Virginia Democrat, have not sponsored the measure. Leader Schumer may have difficulty getting 50 senators to support the WHPA, let alone 60. And in another congressional matter and a victory for common sense and decency, several Republican members of the U.S. House of Representatives have withdrawn their support from the misleadingly named Fairness for All Act. The Fairness for All Act, or H.R. 1440, is a Republican-sponsored pro-LGBT bill that it has been marketed as a compromise measure. According to its advocates, the bill would offer needed legal protections for persons based on sexuality and gender identity, but would also protect religious liberty. The problem is that the bill's so-called legal protections would infringe upon Americans' freedoms, and its religious liberty protections are totally inadequate. While the bill is not as extreme and dangerous as the Democrat-supported Equality Act, it would still add sexual orientation and gender identity as protected categories under federal civil rights laws. This, in turn, would force employers and places of public accommodation across the country to allow transgendered behavior. In early February, National Review reported that two New York Republicans, Representatives Elise Stefanik of the 21st Congressional District and Claudia Tenney of the 22nd Congressional District, had removed themselves as sponsors of the Fairness for All Act, as had Representative Jeff Van Drew, a Republican from New Jersey. National Review added that Stefanik was likely the most prominent co-sponsor of the Fairness for All Act, and that her withdrawal of support had dealt another heavy blow to the proposed legislation's already beleaguered cause. Recently, New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms met with Republican Chris Jacobs of the 27th Congressional District, and he tells me that he intends to withdraw his support from the Fairness for All Act in the immediate future. So score that for another win. National Review opined that the political environment is changing in regard to transgender issues, as the public sees more examples of the consequences of transgender ideology in women's sports and in female-only spaces. Also, censorship efforts by transgender advocates and increasing pushback by conservatives may be making support for transgender issues less palatable. New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms thanks Representatives Stefanik, Tenney, and Jacobs for withdrawing their support from the Fairness for All Act. As Ryan Anderson of the Ethics and Public Policy Center noted, the so-called Fairness for All Act has never been about fairness. Attaching religious liberty protections to bad legislation doesn't turn it into good legislation. New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms respectfully encourages Representatives Andrew Garbarino of the 2nd Congressional District here in New York and Nicole Maliotakis of the 11th Congressional District, as well as Tom Reed of the 23rd, to follow their colleagues' example by withdrawing their support from this wrong-headed bill. And speaking of transgender ideology, 
A recent article in the Daily Mail highlights a disturbing phenomenon in which young British people, including minor children, who believe they are transgender, use GoFundMe pages to solicit funds online to help pay for gender-related hormone treatments and surgical procedures. The article discusses a 13-year-old boy who believes himself to be a girl. The boy used a GoFundMe page to ask for donations to help pay for puberty-blocking hormones. He has reportedly been taking those hormones since age 12, and he has raised 14,000 pounds online to help cover the cost. The child appeared on a BBC television show with famed American actress Angelina Jolie, who described him as extraordinary. Stephanie Davis Array of Transgender Trend noted, The internet is full of videos and photos of them after surgery, which portray these operations as cool and the new normal. What is happening is dangerous for a whole generation because no one knows the consequences. Sadly, the same phenomenon is also taking place on this side of the Atlantic. Young Americans suffering from gender dysphoria are using GoFundMe platforms to ask for financial help with their so-called gender transition. It does not help that GoFundMe encourages this activity by offering a, quote, guide to fundraising for gender confirmation surgery costs, or that it provides a free-to-be-you page that showcases individuals seeking help with gender transitions. American Christians now live in a nation where there is confusion about the basic terms man and woman, and where many have embraced the false belief that a person's sex can be changed. We have a lot of work to do. First, GoFundMe should be pressured into reconsidering its enthusiasm for crowdfunding gender transitions. At the very least, they should not allow impressionable minors to raise funds for these purposes. Second, our state governments must protect vulnerable youth by banning the use of dangerous hormones and surgery on minors for purposes of gender transition. Some states are already working on these types of measures. Third, we must do the difficult work of reclaiming our broken culture and proclaiming the truth that God made us male and female. Now, two events I need to tell you about. First, New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedom's 2022 Digital Day of Action is less than a month away. Our second annual Digital Day of Action is scheduled for Tuesday, March 15th. Due to COVID restrictions at the Capitol Complex, we are unable to hold our usual in-person Legislative Day event in Albany. Christian New Yorkers are welcome to participate in this online event. The Digital Day of Action is completely free of charge. The event will consist of a 10 a.m. simulcast featuring myself and our Legislative Director Stephen Hayford and one or more guest speakers. The simulcast will provide viewers with an update on legislative activity in New York surrounding issues of concern to Christians. The simulcast will be followed by a series of emails in which attendees will be invited to take action in regard to a particular piece of legislation. As we work to influence legislation and legislators for the Lord Jesus Christ, New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms works in four areas of public policy, protecting human life, promoting strong families, preserving religious liberty, and proclaiming justice and mercy. This year, the Digital Day of Action will focus on one piece of legislation from each policy area. In regard to the protection of human life, we will highlight our ongoing opposition to physician-assisted suicide. In the realm of family policy, we'll highlight our opposition to comprehensive sex education. And regarding religious liberty, we'll focus on our opposition to requiring COVID-19 vaccination as a prerequisite for school attendance. In regard to issues of justice and mercy, 
will highlight our support for legislation to require Medicaid coverage for post-childbirth hospitalization. It's going to be a great day. Last year's was very successful. And I encourage you to participate online on Tuesday, March 15th. And finally, you know, our educational arm, New Yorkers Family Research Foundation, exists to encourage, educate, and equip Christians for effective participation in government. And we're hosting an upcoming event that will help to advance our mission in exciting new ways. And you're invited. On Friday, April 8th and Saturday, April 9th, we'll hold our first ever campaign school. This training event will be held at First Bible Baptist Church in Rochester, New York. Our campaign school will be taught by Zach Freeman and Joseph Backholm of Imperial Independent Media. Mr. Freeman and Mr. Backholm have years of experience in politics, government, and media, and have taught similar candidate schools in other states. Our candidate or campaign school will cover a host of important topics, including Christian worldview, history of American government, how a potential candidate can discern the role in which he or she would be most effective, campaign planning, communications, and fundraising, as well as a provocative segment entitled, How to Save the World Without Losing Yourself. So if you've ever thought about running for office, or if others have encouraged you to do so, or you'd like to get involved in just supporting campaigns, well, I would encourage you to get involved in our campaign school. If you don't desire to run for office, but you do desire to be active in helping the political campaigns of others, you're also welcome to attend. So if the things you're hearing on today's program are exciting to you, well, then sign up to receive our emails. Receiving our emails will tell you how to get involved with each of these activities. You have been listening to the Albany Update, hosted by the Reverend Jason J. McGuire, Executive Director of New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms exists to influence legislation and legislators for the Lord Jesus Christ. To learn more about this ministry, issues you've heard on the program, or to make a financial contribution in support of New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms, visit albanyupdate.com or call 585-225-2340. Additionally, you can mail correspondence to P.O. Box 107, Spencerport, New York, 14559. You can receive the latest legislative updates at facebook.com slash albanyupdate. Follow New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms on Twitter at Albany Update, or sign up to receive the weekly Albany Update email by texting the word FREEDOM to 22828.